welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Today, I have Barb Traeger with us. Barb is a friend. Barb is a colleague, not just to me, but to a lot of you. Barb, thanks for being with us. You are welcome. Hey, I've asked Barb to be with us today because I've had a front row seat at times and sometimes maybe second, third chair seat watching Barb over the last seven years and watching what God is doing through your life, through um, your husband, Kip. Um, I also knew you before IBSA because we we shared a common church for a season there and our husbands were deacons together. So as I watch you develop, that's why I ask you, Barb, would you, would you let me interview you on a podcast and share a little bit of your story with our Illinois Baptist women that may not really know Barb. They may only get to see that little bit of a tip above the above the iceberg. So let's jump in and start with you telling the ladies a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, the first thing is I do currently work at the Illinois Baptist State Association. I've been here for about 10 years. Um, the last couple years, I've been the executive um, administrative assistant to Nate Adams, and that's a new role for me. I'm married to my husband, Kip. My husband works full-time for the Department of Military Affairs. He's also a chaplain for the Illinois National Guard, and he is also a bivocational pastor of uh, Riverton First Baptist Church just outside of Springfield. And we have one adult child, Jordan, who is married to Chelsea, who is the best daughter in love ever. And they gave us a beautiful granddaughter uh, about two years ago, Naomi Grace, who is just absolutely the joy of my life right now. So that's that's me in a nutshell. That's me. That's why I, you just described, ladies, if you're listening, you see all the different hats that the people around her wear, which ultimately means, Barb, that you're wearing a lot of hats too. You you serve in a lot of leadership roles. In other words, you have influence through a lot of different spheres, not just IBSA, not just your local church, but as grandma, as mom, as pastor's wife. I know that you facilitate a D group, and I'm always watching you do these different things. So I'm going to ask you that question. Of all the leadership roles that you're doing simultaneous, what's your favorite? Well, probably my favorite leadership role is still coordinating an event. Um, I don't get to do quite as many in my new role, but whether it's a small committee meeting or a staff meeting or a larger scale event like the Midwest Leadership Summit, I just love seeing all the pieces kind of fall together. And, you know, it's hard work and it can be stressful at times, but it's just so satisfying at the end of the day to see an event go well and just to see how God works within that event and through all the details. But that that's probably still my favorite leadership role and just managing, you know, working with different people and kind of delegating and just, just seeing how that all comes together in the end. It's just, it's kind of cool. It's kind of like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. You've got all these pieces that have to go in just the right places and happen at just the right times. And then at the end, you get this beautiful picture. That's, that's good. And of course, I've been able to watch you put events together and be part of that. So I appreciate that in you. 
ladies, if you're listening in, that's why one of the reasons why I wanted Barb to come and spend some time with us today, because some of you guys are seeing God start to shift you. He's starting to to move you maybe to new areas in your life. Um, a friend of ours, Jane Bishop, who does some coach training for us, um, once told me, she said, I told her, I sense God was doing something in my life. And she said, you know, Carmen, it could be that God is loosening the tent pegs, but he's not ready to move the tent yet. And something that Barbara just talked about, I've watched as God has shifted some of her roles through the church, you know, from maybe being a church plant to going in and maybe being more of a revitalization, you know, church leader. I've watched here at IBSA, you know, as you've switched roles, you know, to move in. And a lot of times with those changes in roles, of course, it's always got to be God's timing, ladies, and we know that. And Henry Blackaby would say, God will use circumstances to develop our characters because he's always more interested in what he's doing in us than what he wants to do through us. We kind of get that out of whack sometimes, ladies, right? We're more interested in what can we do for God, what can we do for God, versus just living the present to let him do in us what he wants to do in us. But, Barb, I've seen him develop your character over the last five years. And I don't even know that it's, so I'm not saying that like, oh, it was bad and he's developed it good. But what I mean is I'm seeing a Barb stand stronger and more bold and confident in your own faith because of some of the journey that God is taking you through. So how have you seen God develop your character over the last five years? Well, I could probably fill an hour just with talking, (laughs) just with talking about that. But seriously, probably the most important thing that God has just shown me and just working through me is the value of people and of loving people. I tend to be sort of a rule follower and kind of not totally black and white, but just kind of like, if that's the rule, that's what we should do kind of thing. And very task oriented, Mm -hmm. um, which I will make a note, we do need task oriented people. (laughs) Not just, not just the people, people. But what I've really learned is that, you know, even like through doing events, is that it is all about the people. The reason that you're doing it is for the people. And God's just really been softening my heart. I would have been five years ago, 10 years ago, the first person to be very judgmental in a situation and to, you know, right off, you know, just kind of right off off the cuff Mm -hmm. and not really think through too much, you know, what the other person's circumstances might be where now I'm actually hearing me be the first one to say, well, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, let's give them some grace. Maybe this is going on in their life. And that's a good thing. It's still not totally natural for me to go that direction, but that's where I've been trying in my quiet time with God and in the devotional times that I spend, I'm really trying to focus on that love, just loving people for people and just really, truly, genuinely caring about them. I don't know if that all that makes sense, but that's that's probably the biggest thing that God's been revealing in the last five years is just to make it about people and that you can get all the tasks done in the world. But at the end of the day, you know, just like First Corinthians says, if there's not love, it's just tasks mm-hmm. and it's just an event or it's just, you know, things to do that you really have to keep that at the forefront. Um, I know recently we just kind of changed our vision statement for our church to love Jesus, love people, love people to Jesus. And I just, I love that picture because at the end of the day, God's going to deal with everybody in, in his own way. And so I've really stepped, been able to step back and be like, it's not my problem 
you know, it's I'm called to love people for where they're at. I just know, friend, being able to walk some life with you, I have loved the moments when you would come and say, hey, Carmen, do you have five minutes? Do you have 10 minutes? And I would watch your intentionality that you were actually seeking out input, like I responded in this way, or here's where my thoughts and attitude are. And what you were telling me is, I don't want them to be there. And you were looking for just that safe place to kind of talk some thoughts out. But I love the intentionality that you were like, I, you were starting to recognize something in yourself and you wanted that rooted out. So it was almost like a, um, you were seeking out some accountability to say, doggone it, I'm not, I'm not gonna camp out here. And I think that goes back to what you were saying about that character development. Once, you, once you've seen it, it's like, God, let's do business with it. And it was like night and day as you started assessing that in, you know, for yourself. And like I said, just the intentionality with it. So yeah, it does, mm -hmm. it does. Barb, with that, one of the things I wrote down to ask you is, how have you intentionally sought out leadership development opportunities for yourself? And here's why I'm asking you that question, Barb, because you're intentional. You're a learner. On the Strength Finder, you're a learner. And that's what's fun about working with you. And that also can be what causes me gray hairs working with you. Because you just take something for the challenge. I mean, and you'll dig in and you know it. Now, the good part of that is I can say, hey, Barb, what do you think about this? Well, if it hits a if it hits an interest mode, I can just back out of the way because you're just going to go self-teach on that and we're all going to learn from it. An app, something to do with an event. And I watched you, you know, build up some credentials for yourself around event planning. Now, if it doesn't hit a passion mode, um, it's more of a burden. But I know that about you. You're a learner. Not everybody is. That's not a strength of everybody's. But whether we are, whether we not, I have watched you be intentional to say, this is how I'm going to go about my own leadership development. And I want other women to hear that because they can do that also. So how have you been intentional in the past and now about leadership opportunities for yourself? Well, I like to read. So that's probably one of the first places that I start. Just things that run across my email that pique my interest. And then I'll, you know, look for a book on that topic. I've tried to grab onto every opportunity that you've offered through the Illinois Baptist Women, just, you know, the different cohorts when we did the university, the classes that you had tagged with Southwestern, just all those opportunities that were very inexpensive to us or even free and just time-wise didn't, you know, create a lot of extra time. So that's kind of how I dabbled starting out. And I'm always kind of looking for that like next thing, you know, because you, like you said, I am a learner. I love to learn about things. Mm -hmm. I love to stay on top of things, most things. Some things, like you said, yes, they are a burden, but I try to stay on top of things. And so, and probably most recently, I decided to go ahead and get my master's degree um, in divinity, um, master's in divinity in leadership development. So I've just started at Midwestern as a student there and working on classes there, which is a whole different ballgame in the learner field because, oh my, I haven't written a paper for 30 years. See, that just encourages me and it intrigues me also. And that just tells us, ladies, we, we need to be that lifelong learner. And God may call us deeper and it may look different for each one of us. But the fact is, we each own our own leadership development. It's up to us. We And other people may come alongside and introduce us to some things or extend some opportunities. 
But it's up to us to sort of what I say, take that bull by the horn and say, what am I going to do to be intentional, to be learning and to be to be growing? And, and ladies, if you're listening, you heard Barb talk about some of the opportunities that we offer for leadership development. If you're not connected with us, please connect. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or check us out on our website at ibsa.org backslash women. There's all sorts of opportunities there for you to take a look at. And for Barb, they just sort of wet, I say they just sort of tickled your fancy, right? You got a taste and you wanted to go deeper. And that's what we try to do in the community. How do we bring people in? How do we introduce you to that leadership concept of how to cultivate your influence? Because you're all influencers. And then there's places we can't take you. God will. But we can sure start that journey, you know, and do that together. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Barb. Okay, what would you say is the hardest area of leadership for you right now? That was a very easy question for me to answer because probably the hardest thing for me is leading from the second chair. I have a fairly strong personality and I get frustrated if I see things that aren't being done or that aren't getting done maybe the way I would like them to get done, but I really don't have the authority to do them myself. And so the cohort that we did on leading from second chair, that was extremely helpful. And I'm still, that's probably the hardest thing for me is still wrapping my mind around how it's more about influence than title. You know, I'm, I'm really starting to realize that and started and just even doing the coaching class with Jane, just how to ask those right questions to get somebody thinking the way that you'd like them to, you know, the line of thinking. So that's been really helpful, but that's probably the biggest struggle is you know, being that second chair person a lot, because most of my positions, that's the position that I'm sitting in as the second chair. And just how do you influence that leader and even encourage that leader to be the best leader that they can be? Sure. You just shared an example of what I was talking about earlier. Once your eyes are open to something, you know, this is an example of what I mean. You're intentional to want to fix that in your life. It's like, how can I do that different? Once once a mirror is put in front of you and ladies, again, this is why cohorts and books and stuff can help us because they increase our awareness, but they also put a mirror in front of us that let us see ourselves and how what are our behaviors reflecting to a world, but ultimately to us, it reveals some blind spots. So if, if that's something that you're struggling with, you'll see this cohort repeated probably after priority. So probably first part of May, that may be something that you're interested in because like Barb said, there's a myth out there that we think we have to have authority to lead and we've got to we, we've got to break through that and realize that no no god has put us in positions to be influencers and we just have to learn to cultivate that not wait until we get a title to you know to start leveraging that influence so so that's good so as you said here now when a circumstance hits your life how do you look at that circumstance now you know based on all your past experiences and stuff do you expect change now in your life and kind of look forward to it and maybe those circumstances in front of you you see them as god connecting some dots his hands starting to work are you more in the posture to like yes lord as hard as it may be yes lord because you're expecting him to move you not keep you in status quo or do you still wish you could sort of maintain and handle status quo and stay where you're at? Well, my life since I've been married has not been status quo at all. There's never been a moment in our time together that I would consider status quo. There has always been like change on the horizon. I, I don't know why. I don't know if we bring it on ourselves. 
<laughs> or what exactly it is. But Kip is a dreamer. He likes to think up things and move towards them. And so we, uh, we've had a lot of change, a lot of change in the last 30 years. And I get bored with status quo. Honestly, I get kind of restless, you know, like, okay, Lord, what's the next thing? You know, what's the next thing? What are you doing? But one of the things that I've had to do through all those changes is I've had to just kind of settle in and trust God. And no matter what circumstances were coming at me, especially when there were circumstances I couldn't change, you know, that there was things I couldn't do anything about. And I and I kind of love those because they just force you into drawing nearer to God because you, there's nothing else you can do. And so that's probably been the biggest thing that I've held on to. And I'm not a worrier by nature. So, I mean, that does kind of help, but I'm kind of always looking forward. And so, especially right now, you know, through COVID and everything else, just remembering God's on his throne. You know, I, I tell my Sunday school class all the time, you know, there's nothing that comes to us that doesn't come through God. And when you can remember that, you know, I mean, what can you do? I mean, if, if God's bringing this circumstance to you, you know, you can either curl up in a ball and, you know, hope it goes away or you can embrace it and, you know, trust him that he's going to get you through it. So I don't know. I kind of like things to change. I like different things. I like different challenges. And that's just kind of the expectation. You know, two weeks ago, my husband comes home and says, hey, I think I'm going to be deploying <laughs> again. And I was like, oh, OK, that's nice. And he was like, what? <laughs> it's just it's a bump in the road. But, it, you know, it's just there's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. You know, um, you just have to trust that God's going to use it for his glory and that good's going to come out of it. What you just said is a perfect example that there's a lot of emotions that come with somebody being deployed. But you've learned to, you know, to not respond out of an emotion. And, you know, you've been there before. You've practiced it to where you can get to that rational, logical thinking, like you just said, you know, OK, there's some things we can do something about some things we can't. But you put yourself in that posture to know God is sovereign. Nothing's going to touch our lives that that he's not ordained or allowed and that he can't use. And he's going to go with us and protect us. And I think just knowing some of your story, you've lived that. And that's when I say I've seen with you, friend, your faith is just a lot bolder because um, you're more assured in it. So, Barb, as we close the woman that we're talking to today, we're just we want to give them a glimpse that we're all just ordinary women. But we have this extraordinary God that we're serving and he takes the ordinary and he does something through us, right, that people can see him. But a lot of women have trouble seeing themselves still as that leader. So what would you speak into a woman that may be listening today that's just tired? You know, she's tired coming out of a season. Um, she's just weary. What would you say to encourage her today? Well, I think COVID has made us all tired and weary. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things that have come along with that. And I think it's been hard for everybody to kind of get that engine going again, you know, and, and even just the questions, what do we do? You know, how do we move forward? How do we minister to people when we're supposed to be staying away from people? And I think as we're seeing stuff open up now, I think that's more and more the question. But I think those times in my life when I've been tired and weary and just feeling like just life in general is drudgery. God's word has been just that soothing thing to my soul. And, you know, again, I'm going to say this again, and I say this a lot, but when I talk to my Sunday school ladies, I'm like, when you're in the valley is not the time 
to start reading God's word. I mean, it is obviously that's a good place to go, but it's probably not going to be your first go to if that's not a regular habit that you already have. And we're either always going heading to the mountaintop or we're heading to the valley. Most of us don't spend a lot of time on the mountaintop. And so if you are not constantly in God's word and familiar with it and spending time in prayer, that probably is not going to be your go-to when you're in the valley. And that's when we can fall into despair and bitterness and resentment and all those places that we don't need to be. And so I would just encourage you to get out your Bible. And there's so many, so many different apps and materials and Bible studies and things that are out there. Just drink it in and make it part of your life. You know, seven days a week, you know, just going to church on Sunday is not enough to cut it. We've got to be in God's word. We've got to know his promises to us so that when we are in the valley, that that is our natural place to go. That It just seems natural to go there because we always have, you know, it's hard to trust God in the circumstances of life, you know, for the first time when the circumstances are really bad, you know, not that that can't happen, but I think if we can have that just be a natural habit of our life the whole time, that's going to naturally be where we turn to during those times of darkness. And just remembering, you know, he is our hope and this is not our home, that we've got so many great things waiting for us in heaven, you know, and just remembering that he's in control. You know, I mean, for me during, you know, especially when COVID first started, I mean, I just had to put my phone away and I had to turn off my news feeds and just not watch any of that. And even now, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I just do not tune into because I know it's going to take my mind, you know, even though I like to learn and especially because I like to learn, I go to this article and that article and, you know, pretty soon I can just feel that negativity, you know, weighing me down and, you know, as early in COVID, I just had to get my Bible out and just read all those promises that God knew about COVID before it was even a thing. And he already knows what's going to be, what life is going to be like for us on the other side. And we just have to trust that that's Mm -hmm. his will and that he's sovereign and that he's in control and he's on his throne. And, you know, whatever comes of this was meant to be and just embrace that. I think too, just for me, focusing on where I'm at personally has always been you know, a big thing too. realizing that, and this is going to sound contrary to what I just said, that God's in control, but realizing that we don't have to be a victim, that we can do things to move ourselves toward God, that we don't just have to take life as it comes to us. You know, there's so many resources out there and so many things that we can do to be improving ourselves and just looking for those leadership development opportunities. Mm-hmm. That is a really good word, really good word. I think you just you just said, right, God says what? Seek me with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and you're going to find me. And it just speaks back to what you said. We have to be intentional. We have to intentionally seek him out, lean in, and you know, seek him and find him. And so that's a good word. Thank you. All right, ladies, we're winding down. You, you know, you've heard Barb share some things. I know Barb, and I know she'd be welcome to talk to you if somebody wanted to reach out to her, you know, and just say, hey, can I pick your brain about something? Or, you know, you mentioned something that intrigued me. Could you share? So um, Barb and Kip are at Riverton First Baptist. So we're going to we're going to tag their church in the episode notes of the podcast. And Barb, is it OK if we go ahead and put your email address in there also? Sure. Say? OK, mm-hmm. so we'll do that so that if you guys want to reach out and ask a follow up question. And and ladies, again, let me just encourage you, just like Barb said, don't wait till you're in the valley to start building, to start getting those spiritual disciplines in place to know who to go to. 
but sometimes that's when you realize you need them and maybe you haven't prepared. And there's a good reminder of what it means to be part of the community. God does not intend us to do this alone. And sometimes as prepared as you are, right? Just like Job, there's we can have a Job moment and there's times that we just need somebody to come around us and remind us of some of those promises that that our mind, you know, just isn't grabbing for ourselves in that moment. So, so be encouraged with what you heard. Barb, thank you. Sincerely, thank you for joining me today and sharing some of your story with us. You are welcome. All right. And ladies, you have a good rest of your day and we'll see you here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.